Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show with your boy Al. This is Kevin. And this is Jen. How's everybody doing? I see our boy is ready as well. How you doing, Mr. Eaton? Wrong. Thing, Al, you doing too much? <laughs> now, y'all, y'all, y'all have gotten the dun, 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 so be. many times this year. And if this was me, you would have whipped out that button so fast, my head would have spun. Well, you know is what? It, since it, you want to like jump the, the gun, and that, no, no, listen, listen. Since you wanted to jump the gun, and you messed up, both of y'all messed up. So this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, what and did if I you do? touch my button, well, we hey, stop, stop touching my button. I mean, everybody wants to use the board sometimes, Kevin. We can't touch the board sometimes? No, sir. No, like, sir. Not so, at all. So there's levels. There's levels. There's levels to this. Thanks. Yes, yes. You got to work your way up. First, you start on fries. Then you get on lettuce. Then you get on mm. the bourbons. Mm. Work your way up. McDowell's. Anyway, man, anyway, man, thanks for everybody who are tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show today as Kevin tries to explain that there are different levels to utilizing his board on the show today. But we have something great planned for you guys today. I hope you guys have been doing well this week. We definitely want to have a great discussion. Looking forward to hearing uh, from you all today. If you would like to get in on the discussion live by phone, you can dial 516-387-1542. If you have a comment, press the number one, and we'll definitely get to you. Um, how's everybody doing, man? Oh, man, wonderful, man. I got one thing I want to add to that also, Al. If you're on our Facebook group and you're a part of the Middleman Talk Show Facebook group, I want to let you guys know, if you have an iPhone, we'll post up the podcast after the show. Um, I've heard that some of our some of our iPhone users are having some issues with getting on the show, listening in live. Uh, but like right. Al said, dial the phone number. You can listen to the show via your phone. You don't have to just listen to us on the Internet. But we have many options, many uh, ways that you can listen to us after the show. But we really want to hear from you guys today. Jenny, what's good, baby? How you doing? How the boys? Woo, wow. Uh, they, they, you know, I just came back in because, you know, um, they were outside with my husband washing the car, and I just, you know, tried to deliver juice and snacks out there to wish them a, you know, good job. And what did I get? I got sprayed. I got sprayed down with the water hose. <laughs> so that's how I'm doing today. Oh, good. Um, Speaking of Jen, last week 
You know, mm-hmm. we, we were not on live. We put one of our fan favorites on, which happened to be Jen's list. Let, this, yeah. let our audience know how they can go back and check that out and tell them a little bit about that show, sir. All right, so last week, you know, we played, you know, our fan favorite, one of our fan favorites, Jen's list. Uh, you can definitely go back to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middle man and click on Jen's list to be able to listen to the show. Or if you are using the podcast app or iHeartRadio, uh, you can definitely search for the show there. Um, and we uh, potentially will have a update to Jen's list. It'll probably be part two or part three, whichever one I think we're on. But uh, Jen, uh, are you excited about that? I am so excited. I've been working on my new list, and if you go back and watch the show, or listen to the show, rather, um, I was at a different place in my life. I think I may have been, like, 26, 27. Mm. I don't know. Like, I was, like, in my late 20s when we did that show. Um, I'm married. I have two kids now. I'm in a different space in my life, so it's fun going back and listening to my perspective. Some things have changed, yet some things have stayed the same. And I cannot wait till we do, uh, you know, a Jen's list and also a new and improved Nick's list, which I challenge him um, because, you know, my list is usually the more correct list. <laughs> Whoa, all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> did we ever do a middle middleman list? I, I, don't, I don't think we did, bro. I don't think we did, bro. But we probably need to Dude, do we, that. We're going to have to do that. Do that too. Yeah. Yeah, with, with Jen's list, basically, she was talking about, like, relationships and, and what a woman should how do to get a man, to basically. keep them bad. How she feel, uh, the one that always yeah, stood to out to me, Al, yeah, the one that stood out to me, Al, was the one with Hide You Crazy. Okay, Hide You Crazy. That one right there always stood out. Everybody was like, what? I so, think that was uh, on the list. That's, that one's going to stay, Hide You Crazy. <laughs> no about all that. There's too many crazy people out here now on both sides. There's too many females that's crazy both, and too many males that's crazy. You both know that maybe you didn't know your wife was a little, you know, in, as intense maybe as you did prior to getting married or getting into a relationship. Uh, hmm. I don't know about that now. Yeah. You can say it in the Stay in the safe zone. Don't say nothing, but I know in my heart. All right. All right. Well, y'all make sure y'all go back to blogtalkradio.com and uh, check out that show. Uh, I mean, it was a great show. Like Jen said, the energy was crazy. Uh, The information that we had was crazy. So, well, not necessarily information, but our opinions that we had were crazy. So make Mm -hmm. sure you go back and listen to that show. It's always available. Let's let people know where we're going into today because we're about to switch the tone up. It's about to get serious. Yeah, we got to get serious today, people. We really have to talk about a lot of things, but we really want to remain solution-focused on this particular show today. We definitely want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your comments. Um, You know, as we saw for the past week, we have seen more and more protests across the country in more than 20 states speaking out against racism, police brutality, and injustices against people of color. We've also seen uh, different cities in other countries also holding protests in solidarity with our protesters, our people out here who are trying to to, uh, speak out against these injustices against our people. We love that. We appreciate that. But today we we really want to talk about, like, like what are some of these solutions that we can combat these these issues that are oppressing us as a people, um, that are holding us back from moving forward as a country, and really just – it's taken away from, um, like, all of us in school during, you know, if you were in school during the 80s and the 90s, like, we, we were all, you know, taught the Pledge of Allegiance. We had to stand up, put our hand over our heart, and say the Pledge of Allegiance, right? And so uh, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be, you know, the government that we have supposed to be for the people and by the people, Right. And then also, too, uh-huh. inside the Pledge of Allegiance, it also states justice for all, right? And so we really want to tackle that today. We really want to tackle, like, what can we do to create or what are the solutions in which we can get 
justice for all, making sure everything that we put out there is for the people and by the people. Um, so let's, I mean, let's let's talk about it. So over the past year, and this was just reported by PBS News, uh, over a thousand deaths have been. Um, um, excuse me. Since since the past year, there have been over a thousand people who have been killed due to police brutality or social injustice. Excuse me. And so we we let's talk about that. Let's talk about police brutality. Let's talk about racism. Like, what are your thoughts? What are your solutions? What are some things in which you know we should tackle to help combat that? I mean, brother, just, let's just let's get right to it, man. It, it's more than police brutality because when you, this 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 situation that just happened this past week with the brother being basically murdered on television, mm-hmm. uh, and and it, it's been spread all across the world, and people watch it over and over and over again. It's it's to the point, man, where we're tired. Our people are tired. We, right. We've been tired so many times. When Trayvon Martin got killed, Bell got killed, all these different names, Oscar, Oscar Grant, all these different brothers that have gotten killed, even the sisters that have gotten killed, we are beyond yeah. tired. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is, when you look at what's going on in the country, you really have to ask yourself, what's really behind this? And I know we can use the easy answer of race or racism. Right. I really think it's deeper than that, man. I truly do. I do too. And, and I do too. I, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jen. I, I really think that, you know, this country was founded on classism. Um, there will always Correct. be the underclass. Mm-hmm. Um, there will always right. be the poor versus the rich. And the, the mm-hmm. easiest class um, to put into the poor, the underdog, is African Americans. We were brought here to this country for the sole purpose of financial gain. That's the whole reason right. why we are here today. And right. it, 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 we have to understand that that theme of using us for financial gain, keeping us poor, keeping us the underdog, is, is the root cause of it all. Racism is a tool that they use to keep going us as an underclass, as a poor, to, to, to financially benefit off of us, our labor, our people. And they use racism to perpetuate that throughout the country, throughout their generations, and they pass that down so they can continue to be rich and for, you know, no pun intended, to have their foot upon our next generation after generation. Right. Even with that, Jim, so, you know, when, no, no, I, I want to stay right there. Check this out. Now, we, the reason why I say it's deeper than that is because what we're dealing with is a mentality. You got to think about it. Since we've been on this country and on this continent, our ancestors, starting with them, we've always been told that we're less than. Now, think about on the other side of that spectrum. Who's been told that they've been better than? Our white brothers. Yeah, they, they, they mm-hmm. have. So because they want to keep us poor. They want to well, keep us it, it poor. Well, it's deeper than poor. You you got to think about it. What what did what did that president say? I forgot which one that said it. He said you can take the poorest white man and convince him that he's better than the most educated black man. Right. Remember, I, I'm paraphrasing that. But at the same yeah. time, when you think about that whole scenario, what type of mental issue do you have to to continuously? Because I mean, when you think about it, what we're dealing with every time you look at a person that walks by you and hate you for no reason because they've been always bombarded with all this propaganda. Because ever since we've been here, it's been nothing but propaganda against us. We're dumb. We're ignorant. We're thieves. We're this. We're that. Even that propaganda has gone around the whole world. Even all these different countries that don't know nothing about us as Americans, as black Americans, they don't know anything about us. They perpetuate that same thought process at all times. Please explain to me and that's been, why you consistently have to see, deal with this. That's the that's the easiest narrative to continue to push to divide, right? It's all about control mm-hmm. and um, getting you to think and feel the way they want you to feel. 
And so if you can control that and get people to think and feel the way you want them to feel, guess what? We're always uh, continue to be like we're always like following up behind that instead of standing out and trying to get our individualism, in which I feel like is it's coming. It's coming like like you said, Kevin, like we are tired. The people are tired. The people are tired of seeing this. Like we have been so desensitized with seeing murder on TV because we see it in movies uh-huh. and uh, TV shows and things like that. So when it happens in real life, you just turn the channel or it doesn't hit you yep. as hard as it should because of your lack yep. of empathy. True. I see we got a caller, um, Kev, that want to get in as well. All right, what's going on, Bill? How you been, brother? What it do? How y'all doing? All right. Hey. So, um, it was Lyndon B. Johnson, my brother. Lyndon B. Johnson. If you take the poorest white man and, and make him believe that he's better than the, the best black man, you know what you got. Listen, man, I, I, you know, I ask the same thing, man. Like, what is it? Like, the fact that half of these, and and I don't want to make it seem like because yes, we do have some 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 you know white people that's on that side, but I don't understand like the the frustration or the, the hatred or the anger that you have towards black people, and half of them don't even know why they're upset. Half of them don't even know what's what's the aggression or what's the hate that they have toward us. It's just something that's been passed down to them, and so they feel like that Correct. they have to continue it. And like I don't mm-hmm. like when you when you go to the average person or when you go in and you and you talking to them or you know when you do have these videos when you have instances where a black person is reading them their rights as we would say they don't have anything to say they they you know they're baffled by it because they th- once you get them to thinking like damn I really don't know why I'm upset I really don't know why I hate this black person you, they don't have a reason I, I think that in and I think that us logically thinking, we, we're trying to figure out what's the issue, like what's the problem, like can we, like we're trying to find the source of it. And I'm sorry, there is right. there isn't one. They they just don't. They have no reason to be upset with us. They have no reason to to just want to kill us, man. What happened to him was so, sad, man. Like it took me correct. at least three or four days after it came out to actually just watch the video because it's, mm-hmm. it's it's hard. It's heartbreaking. It is. It is. And and, let and, me, um, and what's heartbreaking, I think, for me, what's heartbreaking is is this question is heartbreaking. Why, as we as a people, always concern ourselves with being accepted and wanted by other people? We know, for whatever reason, was it you know passed down for you know to keep us poor and to keep us as an underclass. Right because they just hate us, whatever the reason is, whatever, we know that that's how they feel. Why do we feel the need for acceptance? Like, like, a, like a lost child or a lost sheep wanting the wolf to love us. It's, to me, it's crazy. Hmm. It's absolutely because, crazy. But you, because, but you know because what? But you we, know what we, oh, I'm sorry. I, I feel like, um, to answer your question, Jen, you know, and it, and this goes back to how we are as a people, like we are a people of raising a village, right? We want that family connectedness. We want to feel loved as well, too. Even when we throw love back out there and we're not getting it back, we still want to to show love and express love. And I, that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. No, nah, brother, I Stockholm think- Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. Everybody, not, everybody in America that's black, it's not Stockholm man, Central, we, we, no, I'm talking we, about, I'm, we, I'm saying why. Are, go ahead, go ahead. And finish your point. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm just, I was just speaking from my perspective, but you're just giving a different perspective. Go ahead, my bad, go ahead. Well, the reason why I say that with Stockholm Syndrome, we've been stuck mm-hmm. with the people that we're stuck with for years, and the mentality, it's been proven that your right. genetics can change over time. And you think about it, when you look at Stockholm Syndrome, we got people that's beating and murdering and killing our people. And and they love to say, well, you ain't talking about your own. It ain't about our own. It's about you. You you can't come in my house and beat up on my son and my kids. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to feel a certain way about that. So, yeah, I'm going to lash out at you. But when you look at our people, how we sit in this country each time and we let all this stuff happen and we still want them to love us, as Jen said, like the sheep and the wolf. That's some type of insanity, brother. 
you know, I think I think that that comes from the point of like, I, and true enough, when I say our ancestors, I mean like you know the ones that started to build the black corporate America. Like I think the idea mm-hmm. was to to infiltrate the system and infiltrate the system so that we can learn those ways and we can multiply right. in our in our own way. But along right. the way, yes, we, we we lost some people. We lost some people, meaning that some people fell too deep into what they were seeing. They were sold to the uh, the so-called American dream, quote, unquote, you know. And so, yes, you have those people that's lost in this, that's, you know, that's still begging or that's still, you know, so anxious about that attention uh, to, to try to get or, you know, like, oh, this, you know, Oh, we're just gonna turn a blind eye to what's going on. Like I just, I, I, to answer Jen's question, I believe that's where it came from. Our brothers, I, we just lost some brothers and sisters along the way, and I mean, you can call them whatever you want to call them. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just, I think that's where it originated from. Gotcha. Mm. When slavery ended, um, President Lincoln wanted to send the. He thought that black people could never fully be equal here in America or happy and he wanted to send us all back to Africa. If he wouldn't have died, that may have had happened. Um, I necessarily think it, it may have been a good thing. I don't think with all the protesting and the we shall overcome and everybody loves everybody, I hate to say it, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I do not think that we will ever change the ideology that we are a lesser class in America because mm. the people on top want us to be a lesser class for their survival. We must be a lesser class. Uh, it, we can never rise and they survive. Right. I, just like Kevin was saying earlier, Jan, like it's a part of a particular plan. I mean, it's a part of, you know, them controlling what they want. Right. You know, because we have certain forms of government that have already been put in place hundreds and you know years ago or years ago uh certain certain legislation that we've seen come out now right and so even with um um what we have currently right like with um all the all the decisions that you know our current administration has been making and things like that right so we see that the pattern is still constantly going because they have already had plans in place so what like we need to get our plans in place. We need to get uh, you know policies and things like that passed and and, and laws um, enacted. We need to get our local levels together so we can change some of these uh, things up and put people in the right place, in the right seats, you know as well. Um, All right. Do we need to take this caller? Yes, we can. We got Michael from Minnesota. Okay. Mike. All right. Welcome to the Middleman Talk Show. Yes, good afternoon, guys. Thanks, um, thanks for taking the call. How you doing, Mike? Doing all right. Uh, I just wanted to say, you know, I've been, um, I'm from Minneapolis, and I'm from the, you know, South Minneapolis Lake Street area where a lot of this is going on. Yes, sir. With all this rioting and looting that we see happening, and I, I just want to say what what I've what I've witnessed the last few days is the most shameful thing I've ever seen. You know, I was so upset about what happened to George Floyd, and I wanted justice, you know, done, and I wanted the police officer charged and hopefully even executed if possible, but what what people have turned this thing into is an absolute shame on the entire black community. And as a black person, I'm ashamed to see what's happening. And to see people destroy areas that you know, myself, people in my family, people in the community that I've been, been with that have worked so hard to build, you know, the businesses that were there, to have the mm-hmm. development projects that took place over the last 10, 15, 20 years, and to see all those people's businesses that I know personally destroyed, looted, just lit on fire, people's cars lit on fire, you know, old women getting attacked and robbed and beat down in the streets. I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone could look at this and, and come away thinking that this is somehow honorable or justifiable because of what happened to George Floyd. Well, where, where, where did people get this idea that because an injustice was done you're now justified to go out and attack beat people in the streets rob people's businesses destroy people's property break into people's homes light people's cars on fire literally put an entire city on shutdown to where i can't you can't even drive into the city now 
Mm. And and people are acting like this is somehow because of racism, this is justifiable. These are mostly young, like high school, college age kids who just are taking advantage of an opportunity to get a bunch of free stuff and just commit anarchy and crime and think that it's all good. And I'm I'm just I'm just so pissed off right now. People are acting like, yeah, they're doing something great. This is this is a shame. You're destroying mm. your own neighborhood. Your own people. Mm. They're not like I, I, I actually was cool with what they did as a precinct. If they want to attack yeah. the police department, by all means, go ahead because that's the people you got to beef with. But why are you attacking your own people? Why? Why in the world? I, I saw a group of young men beat an old elderly black woman down, steal her purse, take her car. Yes. Mike, uh, Michael, I want to ask these people. I, I, we have no clue. I mean, it, I, I think somewhere along the line, when the generations changed, we didn't take our, our generations of, of elders didn't take the opportunity to really raise up these younger people, and we should have did that each generation. Right now, our children are wild; they're just out there doing what they want to do. And you're exactly right; it's a travesty for us to have to sit back and watch this because it feeds into the narrative of this is right. how our people are. This is what these people are going to do. This is what they're capable of. And at the same time, like you said, you're burning down your own house. What sense does that make? None. None whatsoever. So as far as the, uh, are there people on the ground there? Are there people on the ground there taking some of these young people aside or, or preaching to these young people, telling them this is not the way to go? What are the leaders in your community, the African-American leaders in your community, what are they actively doing to rally some of these people and to get some of this under control? You, you, you can't talk to them. There is no talking to them. They're in some kind of, like, freak, I don't know what kind of state. I remember the other day we tried talking to some of them. They don't even, they're not even thinking normal. I don't know if some of them are on drugs or what's going on. But they're in this, like, hyped-up state. You can't rationalize with them. You can't talk to them. And there's no there's no communication. There's maybe I'd say of all the people going on in in the area protesting, mm-hmm. I would say about ten, maybe fifteen percent are peacefully protesting and are genuinely motivated by what happened to George Floyd, wanting justice, you know, speaking out against police brutality. The rest, they're just they could care less about George Floyd. They don't even, I don't even think they even care about police brutality. They're just using this as an opportunity to get free stuff. Yeah. They're just keeping yeah. it real, man. And 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 I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna keep it just 100 about this. What we've seen is a generation of young black people who have been indoctrinated with this idea of racism to the point where they think it excuses them of their own behavior. To where they think oh. that because racism exists, it means I don't have to act right. Because racism exists, that means as a black person you're supposed to respect me, even if I don't deserve respect. You know, like, because back in the day, everyone was told you have to earn respect. You still got to carry yourself with character. It matters how you treat mm-hmm. people. But we got we to gotta go with people now. That, that doesn't matter to them. They, 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 they are so lost in this victim mentality that they take no responsibility for what they're doing at all. And I'm just wow. going to call it right now. If people think police yeah. brutality is the number one issue we're facing, you're, you're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Our issue right now yeah. is... We've got we've got a generation of young people who have no character whatsoever, who have no no backbone, no no sense of responsibility, no appreciation for what people fought to to give them. I mean, the opportunities we got now compared to what our fathers and our grandfathers have, it's just it's drastic. The things we can do today yeah. that they couldn't even dream of doing, and instead of taking advantage of it to the max. And, and using all these opportunities to grow and develop our community and put ourselves in a good position and better the next generation, mm-hmm. they're just squandering on these on these morons, man. We got these. There's nothing else. I don't know what else to call these people. I mean, they, yeah. they, they I mean, don't. They don't, exactly they don't right. Do they take education seriously? No. Do they do they take advantage of all these business loans and grants that are available to try to do something? No. Do they try to learn anything about financial literacy? No. All they do is smoke weed, get drunk, do all type of illicit drugs, party on the weekend, and that's it. That's, that's it, man. And, and, well, I, Michael, and I'm trying I to have black this. people talk about systematic racism when the reality right. is it's about how people act, man. 
Most black people who yeah, have my- brain know if you handle your business, you can make it. It's these morons right. who act like racism is holding them down. Well, Michael, I want to ask you this, man. I mean, if you ever listen to this, I don't know if this is your first time hearing us, but on this show, we do believe in being self-accountable. You have to be accountable for your actions. We definitely preach that. And the biggest thing that I'm wondering is, for each community everywhere across America, what type of you have in those communities that can change the, the narrative? Because when you think about what you just said with the kids, they do not have the morals. They do not have the understanding. But what can we do to put them in a position to change that? Because if you look at the ones that are all the way out there, some you might have to let go because they're so far gone. But then you have some that you can save. What do we have in place to save them in your community, possibly, if you're aware of it? There's nothing we can do for them. It's over. There's got to be, brother. There's got to be, brother. No, it isn't. Because they, they, they got to learn it the hard way. I, I mean, I think, th- I think, think of America think of, is think cut of, off the welfare system completely and force people I mean, to have to learn to stand up and take responsibility for their life. Because as long as these people can get away with essentially having the government subsidize their life to where they don't even have to like actually go out and work. You know how many people I know in my in this area alone that them and their parents have been living in Section Eight housing? Where them and their parents have been living on some type of government Michael, assistance, and they're not even—they're not even trying to get a job. They're not even trying Michael, to be honest with you, Michael. Michael, that—that's a portion of our community that we definitely understand that you know, hey, they need to get up off their butt and step up and do what they need to do. They got to be shown a better way. Right. If you want better, you got to do better. If you know better, you should do better. Not saying you will, you should do better. But the thing is, what I'm asking is, are you aware of any programs in your area that? If you see, I'm not talking about these knuckleheads now. If you see a kid that has potential, do you have anywhere right. that you can take him to say, hey, this young brother right here has potential. Let's go ahead and bring him here so we can make sure he's not going to end up like these fools over here. So you're not. I think that yeah, he, there's tons he's of saying like no. There's, there's like financial saying, literacy programs. Think, we, have, we have all type of clubs for young people as far as helping them get jobs. You know, helping them to learn how to develop their credit, helping them get connected with different banks in the areas that are willing to establish a relationship with them and help them build it to the point where they can start a business. And there's a lot of people that have done that. That's why I'm tar- that's why I'm so upset is because so many people that have done that the last 15, 20 years, those are the people whose businesses are getting destroyed. It's the people that have done the mm. right thing that are getting that are mm-hmm. suffering the loss right now because of these. I don't know what. Right. I, I you know I don't know what to call them, but it's it's these it's these these these. I don't know if you call them niggas or just, I don't know what you want to call them, but it's these boneheads that don't know how to think, don't know how to act, don't know how to talk, don't know what to do with their lives, who all they look yeah. for is some way to rip somebody off, steal from somebody, commit some type of crime, try to play somebody. These are the type of people that even if you try to help them, all they would look to do is find some way to take advantage of you, even if you try. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But, but I've I've seen, seen it I think yeah. that it don't. stretches back to, to this. That there is a system in place to keep African Americans uh, uh, a permanent underclass, and I think you got to say I know people that I know people in my life personally that have been in a welfare state before even I was born, and I'm I'm in my late thirties. So you know, and and they have passed that down to their children. It is incumbent upon us. When we go to ask for legislation, we don't need to just ask for legislation to treat us equally uh, and, and stuff to share with, with white people. We need to ask for how many times our welfare state has been examined to say if, if someone is on welfare, not just to – they've had these programs that have been detrimental, but to coach them on financial literacy, to make a real – to yeah. sit down and make a plan, an exit plan with them, how to make it better and how, how to – to uh, further their families. That should be a part of it. Our education system, sitting that this began way before these knuckleheads, a lot of them were born, where it was implanted in their family, and then we have this expectation where we want them to come and act normal. When it, they were right. placed in a behind the line from the very beginning before they mm-hmm. were even born or even mm-hmm. thought of. Okay, and when we ask right. for things and when we go to our Congress people, we need to look at look at our young brothers that are trapped in the child support system, which is a hope success. Hope success. 
Look at our mothers who, who become, who entrap our brothers in the child support system. Look at our right. welfare system and how we don't have an exit plan for that. These are laws and things that why it's important mm-hmm. to vote and to go to our legislator for because the if you are incapable of holding the baton, if you're incapable of thinking, and I am, it is my job to do it for my brothers and sisters who are unable to do it because they don't have the mental capacity to be there right now. And my job, what I can do right now is to vote. Vote, 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 yes. and to ask. Yep. That's what I believe. All right. Hey, Michael, we appreciate you for calling. Hey, you're welcome back anytime. We're going to move on to our next caller. Schmitty calling out of Arizona. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm glad I had some sangrias real quick, man. Goodness, man. Here's the thing, man. How y'all doing, man? Doing All right, Smitty. We make it. All right. They got an 8 o'clock curfew out here in Phoenix. I ain't marked. It's 115 degrees outside. I ain't going outside. But uh, here's the thing, and I'm being all serious here. I am tired of black folks blaming black folks for this. I am sick and tired of it. One, mm-hmm. voting's not going to do anything because we don't demand anything. We just demand don't mm. call us a nigga to our face. Nobody, no other group gets told, get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Every other group gets policy promised to them. And we're the only ones that still keep voting for folks who won't give us policy. Want me to tell you why these folks are tearing stuff up? It's because black folks ain't getting justice. We get this last call talking about how black folks conduct themselves. Here's the problem. Martin Luther King got shot, but got his face blown off. He wears a three-piece suit every day. Uh, it doesn't matter how you act. They still come they perceive you the exact same way. How many of us got, to, got degrees, got jobs? Hell, I was a veteran in the military, and a cop still pulled me over harassed me in uniform. So what the hell is the presentation going to do? It's about us being the poorest group in this country. How the hell that we don't have no moral? We're the most moral group here. We ain't the ones shooting up people like kids and stuff on camera. I know every group does kill their own whatever. But we ain't out here, even as black cops, killing white people like that and they even get away with it. You know how black folks respond to violence when it's done to us? We pray about it. We sing made mm. great. We respond mm. to violence with singing and praying. Every other group responds to violence. But yet, the white people mm. are the ones killing black people with impunity for 400 damn years. White people are the ones who create an economic policy that no matter you got the degree, you do everything you're supposed to do right, and you still be the last one hired, first one fired. And I tired all these folks talking about, well, they don't want to do nothing. What would you say y'all in on something? We lost wealth under Obama. We lost the wealth that we had. Our kids go to college on credit because of the wealth that we lost hundreds of years ago. And white people could send their kids to school on average. Now, if you're a poor white person, you're wasting your white. Just call it what it is. It's kind of like an NBA player being a 6'10", a three-point shot, can't do nothing. That's your problem. Well, hold on. But, Mitty, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, got, I got to interject on that one because... You know what poor whites do? And, and, Smitty, you and I live in the same city. I lived in Montgomery. I went to the state. Yep. They send their children to HBCUs for free. For free. For minority for free. and other scholarships that we've never ooh, heard of. Ooh. I went to school with a white boy named Jerry. He was there on a bowling scholarship. I didn't even know Alabama State had a bowling team. I ain't never seen him bowl. We went to <laughs> Bama Lane, and he was terrible. Uh, but, but here's what I'll say this. Here's, and that's what I'm about to touch on also. We got to stop letting them call us people of color and minorities. So you know what that means? Everybody hop on the stuff that we're owed. Uh, many black mm. folks don't know white women are considered minorities in the workplace. And guess who they go home to every night? The majority. That's right. <laughs> and they, they, and they double dip. That's right. And so, like I said mm-hmm. this real quick, they talk programs, programs, programs. We have, we've been having programs. I'm 41. We've been having programs forever. You know what black folks need? Economic capital, access to capital, That's right. economic policy, That's right. business loans guaranteed to a certain percentage of black people, like what happened with Marion Barry fought for in D.C. when he was mayor. Uh, you know, because that's how you do it. You bring people on that way. Because, you know, you know we can have the program as a program, after school program, take little, little Dunquavius ice cream and tell them, hey, you work hard, you'll be all right. But that's a load of bullshit in this country. 
Because who controls the infrastructure? Who's controlling the jobs? Who's controlling access to capital? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that's the issue. Because guess what else yep. also? George Floyd, right? He got killed. And somehow, some way, the story has turned to so-called black people breaking up a target. And I ain't seen no target in the hood ever in my life. And I look around on TV no. and stuff and on, on the Internet, all I see are white people tearing stuff up. But no one wants to talk about them. But no, everybody wants to blame us for our issues. How about they stop right. killing us in cold blood? How about we start punishing these people? And I say, that I got one thing. Philando Castillo got killed in, in that metro area, right? That, that mm-hmm. Latino cop. For for the black and for the black folks who love saying black and brown, that was Latino cop who who, who shot him like eight times in front of a four year old little girl, and he walked. Black cop Muhammad Noor accidentally shot a white woman. He she got twelve and a half years. Not only that, her family got one of the biggest settlement checks ever. Same metro area, but yet y'all worrying about a goddamn store. Hey, hey I'm language. sorry, if folks lost. It. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I, I feel sorry for anyone who lost a business. I'm sorry about that. But guess who lost something who can't come back? The Floyd family. The Breonna Taylor family, she'll sleep in her bed. Armand Aubrey mm. can't. He, his family ain't going to be able to go to that store. So mm. let's, I'm sorry about that. But we got demand from our politicians that, hey, if you won't put legislation in place to protect us, we will find somebody that will because I'm tired of black politicians saying what they can't do. It's about what you're going to do or somebody else is going to do it for you. I agree, brother. I agree, man. Well said, man. Man, we appreciate you, man. Thanks, um, man. I'm going to get go... another drink. All, All right, right brother. Man. All right, man. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way. All right, we have a, sorry, I was yeah. a little. Before we get to our next caller, I, I just want to say, because I came in a little late. Everybody, how's everybody doing? It's Nick with the Middleman. Um, Kev. Uh huh. Smitty was on fire. Smitty was on fire. There's one thing I want to add to what he said, though. And I know we got another caller, but I just want to add this in real quick. There are certain steps that we can do outside of the system to improve our situation. One of the things that Smitty touched on that I wanted to really expand on was our loss of wealth. For most black people in this country, mm-hmm. our wealth was tied to home ownership. Right? Yep. Now, we lost. of home ownership in the black community in the 2008 recession. So what does that mean? If we don't have property, we have nothing to draw against equity. Nothing. We have no collateral. We don't have any of these things. There is a wonderful bank that I bank with called One United. It's the largest black bank in the country. But let's put the disparity in terms of the worth of the bank up against J.P. Morgan Chase, which is the biggest bank in the country, is worth $2.6 billion. One United is worth $75 million. This is the type of economic disparity that we're seeing right. across the board. How do we change that? You guys remember just a couple of years ago with the Bank Black movement? That was mm-hmm. about two and a half years ago. At that time, One United was worth $65 million. So over the course of two and a half years, the bank black movement pushed the work up 10 million. This is mm. why I say this. When we go to the places like Wells Fargo and Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase, which have been tried and convicted in court of predatory practices against black people, you pull your money out of there and you take it to a bank mm-hmm. that will extend you a house loan with, that doesn't have some astronomical fee. And I know we got a show coming up where we're going to be talking about home ownership. But that, and I yes. want to set the precedent of it now. When we mobilize, when black people mobilize and we are focused, hyper-focused on our goals, we can do things like bringing $10 million to a platform that we can own. We can do things like going to a TV one and buying shares in there and taking the value up from $1.20 to $1.80. I say that as a person who owns 50 shares in TV one. That's our platform that helps control our medium, and we can have a piece of it. We have to get to the point where we look for things outside of the system that we can control. That's right. If we can control those, 
if, we, if our city council isn't doing it, you know what? There are programs out there that as regular, everyday citizens, we can go and we can bring into our neighborhoods. It is not our fault what happened to this. And this is something Will Smith said a long time ago, and I 100% agree. It's not our fault. It is our responsibility to fix it. Because if we keep going to the people who took it in the first place, we're going to keep getting the results. And the yep. definition of yep. doing the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again and expecting different results is insanity. All right. Let's make sure we don't lose any more callers. Yeah. Let's get to our caller. We got uh, Kalala calling out of uh, Georgia. What's going on? Nothing much. How are you guys doing? Hey. Uh, well, 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 I appreciate you calling. Welcome. Welcome. Good. I uh, appreciate you guys' platform that you all are using to educate the black community and to give the black community of voice is something that we need, and um, you all have been doing it for years, and I'm very grateful and appreciative of each of you all. Um, I want to start this topic of today's show was about solutions. Number one, I feel uh, to have solutions, we first uh, have to change our way of thinking. I've heard Mm -hmm. several statements, and I don't know, I think, you know, a few of the statements were spoken out of a place of maybe anger and unrest, but these are the couple of statements I heard today that lets me know we have to change our way of thinking. Someone said that they don't think that uh, blacks will ever uh, stop being second place in this society. Another statement, someone, uh, the gentleman who called in stated that uh, when you asked him about a solution, he said there is none. There is no hope for these young black um, people or boys, males, so to say, who are out here damaging and, and causing havoc on society. Well, that's number one part of our problem. If we're already right. black looking at ourselves in that light, how can you expect a solution? How can you expect us to rise up uh, from racism if we ourselves are looking at us in a negative light? So first we have to change our way of thinking. We have to look at ourselves as being superior as not being inferior. Even though this right. is something that has been pressed on us for hundreds of years, we cannot go along with that narrative. And to say such things, to hear such things, I just feel really, really bad that these that this is these are black people who are feeling such neg in such negative ways about their themselves. It's self hatred. And whether you realize it or not that you're speaking. And so the next solution we have to build help build up our black communities that was touched on a lot. We have to elect our own, okay, as politicians, whether that be at the local level, the state level, Congress, Senate. Correct. You put your mm-hmm. own people in there, they're more prone to have similar um, ideologies uh, as you. That's correct. If you put someone That's of correct. an offensive race, they're not, they don't have your interests. They, first of all, don't think like you, and they definitely not going to have your interests at heart, your best interests. Then we need to buy black, support black as much as possible. Build up your own community. And and to end, just to let everyone know, racism will never end. Racism will be here until the world stops, okay? Mm-hmm. So I hope no one is led by a false impression that we can make racism go away. I'm, I, I, I'm sorry to say it will never go away. Uh, I also, the, the caller who called in touched on something. I'm tired of hearing blacks tear down other blacks. And like he said, uh, George Floyd's death has now uh, taken a turn to where we're no longer talking about that. We're talking about the burning of Target and, and right. other uh, mm-hmm. stores in the black community. Um, and, and if mm-hmm. we don't understand and realize, white people were first the most violent, evil race of people that probably has ever touched the the world, okay? They have been stealing. Mm. Talk about looting, right? They have been looting since the beginning of time. They looted in in their own countries of Europe. Every continent uh, on this planet, Europeans have been known to go over there and loot, fight, kill, and steal. So don't cut your own race down when they do the very same things that have been perpetuated and talk to them by white supremacy. Don't do that. Mm. Is it right? No, it's not right. But like someone said, we learn from the best. We learn from them. Yep. They have been violent. Yep. How do we know they've been violent? Well, they enslaved a whole group of black people. 
They killed us. They beat us, raped us. Right. But then some blacks go and burn down a store, and we laugh like it's the end of the world. Well, for Pete's sake, they're not killing anybody. They ain't murdered nobody. I'm not saying that it's right, but quit cutting your own people down. Right. If you want to do something mm. to help these young black blacks who are out here doing this, educate them. Don't be like this brother who called in and said, oh, I don't think there's any help for them. That was sad to hear and, and disgraceful. He's talking about the black, young black boys are disgracing him. He disgraced me. You're a disgrace to us because you let me know you have no hope in your own people. And you're right. not trying to help them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Wow, well, Lotta, we definitely appreciate that. We definitely appreciate that. We're going to pass Thank around you. the collection plate because she just dropped a sermon <laughs> on us. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you all something. Y'all say what y'all want to. Black women are magical. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Yes. Yes. Might have to take that and make that a clip for one of our shows. Man, for real. We definitely... <laughs> um, but I also want to add to that as well too, like, um, like, and people need to stop telling us to uh, not be so upset. Like we can express our anger, our feelings. Like, like we're supposed to hold it in when we see these things. Like we're angry about that. Like we want to talk about these things. Like we we want to talk about change. Like why can't we do that? Like it's 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 like the um, the phrase that they were using. You know, it happened years ago, so get over it. Right? No. We cannot get over it because we're traumatized. Like we're 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 seeing this right in front of our eyes, and we feel it. Like when you see something that is wrong, you feel something with that. When you see something that is good, you feel something with that. So we are experiencing these feelings, and people need to stop minimizing that as well too. Um, I see we got another caller as well. Do we want to go ahead and bring him in? All right. All right, Bill, you're live with the middleman. What's going on, brother? What's up? What's up, everybody? Again, uh, Nick, thank Welcome you for being patient. <laughs> no problem. Hey, no problem. So though. listen, he- hear me out, okay? Okay, so Smitty hit the, like, he, man, he baked the cake. I mean, he, he really baked the cake for us. But th- this young lady from, from Georgia just really put the icing on it. And yeah, listen, and them the two together, I mean, I mean, like, I, I couldn't even. She said exactly what I felt, man. And f- speaking for what they ca- who they call the lost generation right now, I'm. A, I'm. A, I guess it's only yep. fit that I speak up for them right now. My, that brother that that called from uh, Minneapolis, man. I'm sorry. I pray, and I seriously do. I pray that somebody touches your heart to let you know that I totally disagree. There is something that there is a way we can get them. I have a uh, I have a young black girlfriend that goes to work every day and that's faithful about what she does because she knows that she can impact somebody's life. She believes mm-hmm. that she can make that change. And I know other people that do that exact same thing because they know and they believe in their heart. They have that faith that something will change. And it does. You do impact the masses because if you, I don't know who said this, but if you affect one, that one can affect two, and then that two can affect Mm -hmm. three, and the number goes on. So, yes, you do grow a larger mass because what becomes a trend is what is right, what we're we're preaching. Nick, I want to thank you, man, because you put me on on the one, uh, United One. I've never heard of them, Uh, but I'm definitely going to go look that up. Uh, because that's that's very valuable information, and I, I and I and I hope that in the midst of all of this, and to the the real Americans, the people that that's out here, well, the quote unquote real Americans, the one the people that that has this game that we're involved in right now, I want you to know that our people are waking up. Our people are waking mm-hmm. up to what th- this system of which you put before us. We, we see it. We're opening up to it, and we're changing. We're uniting. I want them to know that. But, Nick, that, that bomb you dropped was very important because it's about financial wealth, and that's where we fell off. Yes, the recession knocked us back hard, and now we're building up on it, and we just have to continue to do it. So I disagree with that, brother. It is a way that we can get it. 
it is a way that we can make the masses change. We just have to find that common ground. We have to find what it is that we have to that we have to center in on to bring our people in together. And it's a it's a way to do it. But I, I hate that, you know, like the like the young lady said from Georgia, that we, we continue to break ourselves down from within. And I'm going to be honest with right. you, my high school to my freshman year, I didn't believe in systematic racism. I didn't believe in it. I, I, I thought it, I was like, I don't, I don't believe that such thing happened. And to hear that brother say that, I'm going to be honest with you, I, from my freshman year on up, I've, I've seen instances of it, but I've never seen it firsthand just like that brother just did there. You can't tear yourself down from within. We got to stop that. We have to. Yeah. Hey, the, the only thing I would like to say in the defense of Michael is he was talk, he was talking from his standpoint and what he's personally seen in in Minneapolis. So the thing is with the old lady getting her purse stolen and car, all, I mean, dude, that that'll do something to your spirit, man. Because if you was raised yeah. right, you don't want to see that. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. in his That's defense, true. the reason why he feel the way he is, because I mean, you can you can easily lose hope in black people for some of the things you see. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Because even even yeah. with my own mm-hmm. family, you know what I'm saying? I love my family, but I got people in my family. I'm like, what the, you know, come on. Yeah, yes, yeah. I feel you. So, you know, all respect to that brother. I hope everything up there in Minnesota goes well for them. I hope Most that, definitely. you know, this doesn't deteriorate to a point where they're killing more people. So I just want to see us get our mind right and, and make the actions speak louder than our words. That's what we need to get to. Right. It's going to have to, man. The time, I mean, the true. time is now. And, I mean, <laughs> bro, you know, like a whirlwind. Mm. Now, Al, you did have right some now, solutions and, and and things of that nature, Al. You know, I mean, we definitely need to, you know, kind of get towards some solutions and, and thought process and, 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 and this whole scenario because everywhere you look at our community, we have certain things that we have to put in place to change the environment. Right. We have to change these mm-hmm. environments. I mean, all across this country, we, we're looking at the destruction of our community, and not just physically, but mentally. We got, we got, we got a lot of right. work to do, bro. We do, we do, and we got to think about the standpoint of what our kids are feeling as well, too, because they are seeing this. Like, how can we help them? How can we, uh, you know, present this information to them where they can have a a better understanding and how to react responsibly. So we need to, you know, continue to build and like that next generation of of our children, like hopefully we will see some of those things coming to fruition because as of right now, we still have the establishment, right? That is, you know, um, uh, preventing certain things from moving ahead. Like Ms. Carletta uh, said earlier, we have to get out there and vote the right people in the right positions and put them in the right seat so we can invoke change. But we have to um, start on the local level with making sure that our people understand what is available out there, how to get out there and vote, why we should vote for certain things, and being able to understand what you're voting for. I think, you know, that's another thing as well, too. Like, I know that we go and vote on, on a lot of things, but maybe some of our people don't understand why you vote a certain way. Or why you have to vote on these certain things, and so that's a part of education that we need too, even in schools. We yeah, that. yeah. I, I I think that many touch on a point. Even the protesters that are out there now, who's articulating, mm-hmm. you know, to the people in running in office, who's articulating to the police department? What what are we demanding? What do we want right. to happen? I know we mm-hmm. want them to stop killing us, but what are what are the steps to get there? How are we going to get there? What else do we want? Um, think who lays that out and who gives that to them. That that I think is a mis important missing piece. Um, it's okay to say you know to protest and for them to yell out Black Lives Matter. You can't make people feel the way that you feel, but you can definitely tell them that you have a voice and a place in the community and demand and, and make some demands and make sure that they're met um, and, um, by the people in office and the people in power. Right. Man, it's been a great show, man. Um, Hell yeah. If you're listening to the Middleman Talk Show for the first time, you can always go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman and check out our archive. We have a very gambit of shows, uh, different topics, different subjects, you know, but we definitely want to make sure that we can educate our community 
Uh, if we need to bring experts in, we will definitely do that. Uh, make sure you go back and listen to our insurance show, a very important show. Uh, we have uh, many a show that you can go back and listen to. So share it with a friend. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell a friend, hey, we're on every Sunday, 6 p.m., 5 p.m. Central, for those that keep getting that time thrown off. But we're here every weekend, every Sunday. So make sure y'all start tuning in. We appreciate everybody that called in today. We have some very insightful comments. Yes. Very insightful. There was not a bone yes. of negative energy in this today. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And Kev, let me just add to what you, what you said right there. Y'all support black media. These conversations are not happening on CNN. They're not happening on MSNBC. And even when you have right. media organizations that put black faces as hosts, they're not happening there. These are these, these aren't happening on Fox Soul. They're not. Support black media. Support shows right. like the Middleman Talk Show, like Bill Show. Hear me out. Support shows like Roland Martin. Support shows like Karen Hunter and Joe Madison. Even if you don't ideologically agree with everything that we say, there's somebody out there that you may identify with. But these conversations are not happening in the majority. And in order for us to move forward, we have to keep going with our own media. So support black Mm -hmm. media so that we can continue to have these conversations and come up with solutions that we need to move our community forward. That's correct. Thank you for saying that, Nick. And, that's the purpose of the Middleman Talk Show. That was like one of the bigger reasons why we created this show, so we can express these opinions and create solutions to help the masses. Um, you know, we always want to bring in, you know, things in which to educate the people to make sure that we all have a great understanding of what's really going on so we can continue to progress. And as always, I want to tell you guys to thank you for taking an hour out your day to listen to the Middleman Talk Show on the Middleman Radio. Please share our show with a friend. Follow us on Facebook. It's called the Middleman Talk Show. You can definitely uh, follow us on Facebook and join our Facebook group so you can get updates as well. Um, Definitely um, add our show to your podcast list as well, too. Uh, We definitely appreciate any support. Jim, I know you got something to say. I know Jim got something to say. Me? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> shout out to our brother Gerard out there, you know, uh, calling from Starksville, Mississippi. I know he had a comment, and we didn't get the chance to get to him. Gerard, uh, we do apologize. We hope that you get the chance to call back in. Uh, at a later date, or if you're out there right now listening, I know you have something to say. Please call back, brother. Right. We want to hear out from to our, um Shout out to our good friends of the, of the Middleman Talk Show, the Cotton Kings, as well, too. Appreciate y'all, brother. Yeah, and I got a nook out there, Industry Insider. What's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, I, I'll see you out there listening. Well, yeah, but I'm going to shout out hey. the guy. Three three black guys on Facebook. It's a great show. You guys ought to check them out. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. So, um, good show. Three black guys. Oh. That's the name of their show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I got to check that out. All right. Well, uh, once again, Al, let them know what it is. And uh, next week, we're going to have another great show coming up as Nick kind of can't let the cat out the bag, but it's coming. Uh, we are doing some educational shows. We're going to have some... Uh, some uh, representatives, and if you're trying to buy a house uh, or buy a car, uh, we're going to have all this coming up for you. So if you're somewhat not knowing how to go about those particular purchases, make sure you keep yourself tuned in to us. Join us on Facebook, on our Facebook page. We're going to have some great shows, great informative shows. I'll stress once again, go back and listen to our insurance show. That's right. Please. It is very critical that you listen to that show. Please. All right. Hey, well, uh, go ahead and uh, let them know. We are, man. What's going on, brother? I mean, we are. We are. You already I, said I don't it. have anything else going on, man. I mean, yeah. yeah he, he, he already, already said, said it, man. He, he already he said did. it. Okay. All now, right. Does All Kevin right. deserve well, the effect? Does no. he deserve it? Yep. Because... Yeah. You, don't, you don't, don't, don't do it. We out. Yeah, man. All right. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Tune in next week. Thank y'all. Tune in next week.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.